This message you are about to listen to was recorded live at the retained Christian Church of God, Fountain of Life Parish, December Farms Road, at Cable Stop, at Baradusada Road, Ogun State. The blessed as you listen. your holy name father we ask that you send us your word this morning and let there be transformation in our lives in the life of both the speaker and the hearer father let there be transformation in the name of jesus in jesus mighty name we are prayed god bless you you may be seated as open our bibles quickly to first corinthians 7 verse 35 I want you to help me tell your neighbor you are welcome to church this morning. I'm happy that you are not a Christian that allow weather to hinder him or her. I want you to help me tell that person now. Say, I'm happy that rain could not hinder you. It shows that you love God more than others. Praise the Lord. Can we read together from the screen? 1 Corinthians 7 verse 35. And this I speak for your own profit. Let's read together. I want to go. And this I speak for your own profit. Not that I may cast a snare upon you, but for that which is comely. And that ye may attend unto the Lord without distraction. This morning, by the grace of God, we want to speak on the topic, the enemy called distraction. Before we go into this message, I want to bring out certain points from this scripture we just read. Apostle Paul speaking here, he said, this thing I'm speaking is for your own profit. It's for your own profit. I want you to say to yourself, everything I will hear today will profit me. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. 
He said, not that I may cast a snare upon you. But because there is something coming. There is something the Lord is bringing. And if you are not attentive. If you are not focused. By the weapon of satanic distraction. The devil can make you to miss it. There have been days we come for meetings and I feel like weeping. Because if I could sense in any meeting what the agenda of God is, if there's anyone I know that what I know God wants to do that day is for them, I weep within me for them. Distraction is one of the reasons why small rain we fall and a Christian we sit at home. What is distraction? Distraction means diversion of attention. Distraction means shifting the attention of an individual or a group of people from a desired area of focus. Distraction is a weapon in the hand of the enemy. Distraction is a device of the devil. It is targeted at every believer at one time or the other in order to make sure that they lose focus. So that Satan can do his own will. And according to John 10 verse 10, Satan does not have many wills. His will is just three. His ministry is just three. To kill, to steal, and to destroy. If Satan has been looking for a way to kill, if he has been looking for a way to steal from a Christian, if he has been looking for a way to, to destroy and he hasn't found one of the things he does is to check why have we not been able to achieve our agenda in the life of this person. And that's why Satan will send discouragement to some people at times. That's why Satan will send temptation to some people. Because he knows that whenever he succeeds in shifting your attention away from God, from fellowship with God, he knows that he can achieve what he wants to achieve. For every Christian, I want us to know it is because God is with us, that, is, that Satan cannot prevail. It will be a tragedy if God doesn't leave us, but we will leave God. One of the strangest statements I've read in the scriptures was what Apostle Paul said concerning Demas. He said, Demas has forsaken me because of the love of this world. 
Anything that shifts our attention away from God is distraction. In Hebrews 12, verse 2, the Bible says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our, of our faith. The moment a Christian allows challenges to shift his focus away from Jesus, such that he or she begins to visit Abalist, he or she begins to visit white government, marine sponsored prophetess and prophets. Distraction are setting. I want someone to write it down in this book. Distraction is the road that leads to destruction. And distraction can come in different ways. Distraction can come in form of temptation. Let's consider the story of Joseph in Genesis 39, verse 10 to 16. Joseph would not have fulfilled destiny. The dream Joseph had of greatness would not have come to pass if Joseph had given to temptation and had slept with the wife of his master. The wife of his master said, come and lie with me. Joseph said to himself, how will I disappoint God and commit this great evil? Joseph said to himself, this is temptation. This is distraction. I won't give, give, give him for, to distraction. If you are a youth here, and every young girl inside skirt, you always nurse the thought to have immoral affairs with them. You need to deliver yourself. Because Satan is sending distraction your way, and you are entertaining it. If Satan could not destroy Joseph, Satan will not destroy you. Hey, your amen can be louder. Oh, you are a married woman here. God has a married man. God has given you a wife, but your eyes is still your eyes are still seeing other women. Something is still drawing you closer to other women. Ah, Satan wants to take your head. Satan wants to finish you. That phone you are catching is a distraction. It's a weapon in the hand of Satan. That is the weapon he wants to use to destroy you. I pray for everyone listening to me. Satan will not destroy you. He destroys something. He will not destroy you. Number two, distraction can come in form of offenses or provocation. Provocation can come at the edge of breakthrough. Jesus speaking to his disciples in Luke 17 verse 1 here. He said unto his disciples, it is impossible but that offenses will come. 
If I know what I'm doing as a pastor, it's impossible not to offend workers. Once in a while, like this morning. It's impossible. Daddy Joe told us, he said, if siblings enter room every time they come out and they are laughing at each other, he said they are deceiving themselves. They are deceiving themselves. But if you are someone that offenses become your focus, every time Satan is having his way by distracting you. Because sometimes we think that the person who has caused the offense is our enemy. We are that Satan is the enemy. And sometimes there is even no reason for offense. Satan is just manipulating us, trying to see what should not offend us, trying to make us see what should not offend us as what should offend us. That's what Satan do for many Christians. Sometimes when you hear the reason why someone is angry, you ask yourself, is that what it? Offenses can come, sorry, distraction can come in form of weariness or discouragement. And Apostle Paul said in Galatians 6, verse 7 to 9, he said, be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh, shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit, shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. He now said in verse 9, let us not be weary in well doing, for in due season we shall reap, if we faint not. When Satan knows that someone's harvest is close, and he knows that if the person faints, he will not reap, all Satan has to do is to send discouragement. Is to send discouragement. Because the word of God says, it is if we faint not. That will reap. So sometimes when something great is coming, discouragement will come. And sometimes as Christians, we find justification to be discouraged. And anybody that tries not to see reasons why your discouragement is justified, Satan will make you see them as enemy. Praise the Lord. Discouragement can come in form of, sorry, distraction can come in form of confusion. And in this, our present time, Satan has sent out a lot of confusionists. A lot of people saying what God is not saying. A lot of people seeing visions and revelations for people. One day, I and my wife, we were at Alaba Market. And a man was telling me, you are a pastor. I see it. When we left the place, I told my wife, I said, remember the story 
in Acts chapter 16. That girl possessed with the spirit of divination was crying after Paul and Silas. These men, they are the servants of God. I said that someone can see correctly does not mean it's of God. Those of you who have people seeing for you, be careful. Those of you who visit evil places where they see for you. And to make matters worse, there are some people who are Christians and they have three or four prophets. Or prophets. They will go to this one. This one will say something. They will go to another one. It will say it's own. Have you ever asked yourself, why are they saying different things? Have you ever asked yourself? In 1 John 4 verse 1, the Bible makes us to understand that we should try every spirit. So that you know the one that is of God. There are confusionists in the world. And I, I was telling the youths, I said, any revelation you see, it's not as important as the source. That somebody has gifts to see does not mean the person is of God. Satan gives gifts to, to, to people. There are places in my village where they wash your eyes your with demonic water. And you begin to see strange things. And you took an open shop and begin to welcome customers. You see for them. A pastor was telling, the area pastor was telling me, that pastor was telling him, one woman came. As I narrated a story to her like this, she brought out 40,000 naira immediately. Say, pastor, you, you have seen where? Take. Sin allowance. Sin allowance. There are many Prophet and prophetesses telling people what God has not said. Telling people what flesh and the spirit of the devil that anointed them has revealed to them. That's why the best that can happen to you and I is to grow to a point where you become your own prophet. Even if you will need pastor. I always tell people, pray with me. It's better than pray for me. Pray with me. It's better than pray for me. If you tell me, I am praying on so-so-so thing, and you say, Pastor, join us in prayer. I like that one. But if you tell me, say, Pastor, I want to be sleeping and snoring. But let me just give you bonfita. You'll be praying for me. and be drinking bonfita. I don't like that one. It's not good. It's not good. It won't sponsor growth. Christianity is Christianity of responsibility. In fact, one of the best jobs of a pastor is to teach people what they need to know. Anytime we go for solemn assembly, minister cons ministers conference, that the girl will teach us and he will carry his Bible. He will say, I leave you to pray now. Pray until you are tired. And they will show that the you for us. Inside big screen. He will find one corner. He will lie down there. We will be praying to. 
if you have the habit of visiting places, Satan will have his way by confusing you. If Satan wants you to marry wrongly, to marry an agent of darkness, all he needs to do is before you get to that, your fake prophet, you, 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 you visit. All he needs to do as the father of that prophet is to reveal that sister to that prophet. And the prophet will say, hmm, 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 hmm. he will shake his head. He will say, among them, that yellow one, that yellow one is, is the one meant for you. And because you too, now yellow woman, you they look for. And the prophet has helped you to satisfy your, you will say, well done. Prophet, you have seen well. And you live. And Satan will have his way. I pray for every youth here. Confusion will not prosper in your life. In the name of Jesus. First Corinthians 14 verse 33. Apostle Paul said, for God is not the author of confusion. God is not the author of confusion. Over the same issue, different people cannot be saying different things. What that means is that you must hear God yourself. Number five, distraction can come in form of manipulated vision. Manipulated vision. Jeremiah 1, verse 11 to 12. Jeremiah 1, verse 11 to 12. Can we read it together? Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Jeremiah, what seest thou? And I said, I see a rod of an almond tree. Verse 12. Then said the Lord unto me, Thou hast well seen, for I will hasten my word to perform it. It is possible to see well, and it's possible not to see well. God confirmed to Jeremiah, you have seen well. That revelation you saw, have you prayed that God should confirm it? Have you prayed to God? Father, tell me if what I saw is right. Tell me if you are the one showing me what I saw. Satan is very tricky. He's going about in this our present time giving people visions. And they will say, God has shown me what should be. What should happen? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I want us to look at 2 Corinthians 2 verse 11. 2 Corinthians 2 verse 11. Can we read together? Lest Satan should get an advantage over us. For we are not ignorant of his devices. Satan always wants to distract. He always wants you to know what is not the truth as the truth. And that's why if you are a lover of revelation, but you hate studying the Bible, Satan will keep giving you revelations that will be misleading you. Because he knows that you are a Bible illiterate, he knows that anything he shows you, 
you don't know what the Bible says about it, you won't know whether it's right or wrong. So it will be give, it will be bringing it your way. Why does the devil distract children of God? Number one, he wants to divert destinies. Number two, he wants to arrest destinies. Number three, he wants to destroy destinies. Number four, he does not want us to finish well. Number five, he wants us to miss our rewards. I wrote those five points now as the Lord laid in my heart. Our ultimate reward is to make heaven. And anything that will make us not to be heaven conscious is a distraction. Anything that brings a man or a woman to a stage whereby heaven consciousness dies is distraction. So when you sit down and give your whole attention to your challenges. Distraction has come in. When you sit down and begin to blame God and say, God, you are not good. You have given somebody money. You have not given me. Somebody bought Jeep. You have not provided Jeep for me. God, you are not good. You are not fear. You know that, that me and that person, we are age mates. I'm even older than him or her. See what you have done for him or you haven't done for me. Distraction are setting. When you are already backsliding and nothing is pricking your heart so that something is wrong with you spiritually. Distraction are setting. And I want us to know this morning that anyone can be distracted. Even Jesus Satan tried to distract. In Hebrews 4 verse 15 to 16, the Bible says, we do not have a high priest that cannot be touched by the feeling of our weaknesses. He was also in all ways tempted like we are, yet he didn't sin. Satan brought Jesus' way, the kind of things he's bringing our way in our own time. Yet, Jesus stood firm. I want to use the story of Jesus to explain to us this morning that distraction can come directly or indirectly. And I want you to pay attention to what I want to say now. In Luke 4, verse 3 to 7, something happened there I want us to read. In that place, Satan came directly to Jesus. Luke 4, verse 3 to 7. Satan came to Jesus. Can we read it together? I want to go. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. What did, what did Jesus say? Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, Thou shalt not live by bread alone, but by every word of the Lord. And the devil talking, taking him up in a, into a an high mountain, showed unto him, 
all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, all this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will give it. Now, what was Satan trying to say here? Satan knew that Jesus came to pay the ultimate price. So that he who by the sacrifice on the cross says, I've paid the price. All power has been given to me. So Satan was now saying, don't focus on the cross. Don't go to die on the cross. Shebi, it is power you are looking for. I have the fake of it. I want to give you. Just bow to me. Just bow to me. In Matthew 28, Jesus said it. All power has been given to me after he paid the price on the cross. But before he will go to the cross, Satan came and said, look, forget about the agenda God gave you. Bow to me and I give you fake power. And looking at this story, I want to tell us, in case you have been waiting for something, it has not happened. There are two ways to get whatever you need in life. There are two ways. Bow to Satan, get it quickly. But you are getting counterfeit. Or you wait on God. And you get it the best time when it will glorify God. So Satan came to distract Jesus directly. Jesus didn't yield. What did Satan now have to do? He came indirectly. That's why if you read Matthew 16, verse 21 to 23, after Satan had come to minister to Jesus to say, bow to me, I will give you all this kingdom, I will give you all this power. And Jesus said, no. Jesus was speaking to his disciples. He was telling them about how he will go and die on the cross. And Satan, uh, Satan started to speak indirectly through Peter. Peter started to tell Jesus, say, no, no, you will not go like that. You won't go and die on the cross. Can we read it together? So let's start from verse 21. Verse 21. Can we read it together? I want to go. From that time forth began Jesus to show his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem. And suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Jesus was telling them this is what must happen. Must happen. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. Jesus didn't say, Peter, keep quiet. Jesus was able to discern that Satan will have come again. You came to me directly, I resisted you. Now you are coming through Peter. So he didn't say, Peter, keep quiet. He said, he turned and said unto Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. He was talking to Peter. But Jesus knew that it wasn't Peter who was speaking. Jesus knew that Satan has come again 
with his trick. Jesus knew. He didn't say, Peter, oh yeah, get out of here. He didn't say, Peter, keep quiet. He said, get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me. For thou sufferest not the things that be of God, but those things that be of men. And for you to know that Satan came and wanted to fulfill his agenda through Peter. He got to a point, Jesus told Peter, said, Satan, I've decided yeah, to have you. That I may swift you like wheat, but I've prayed for you. That is to know that Satan came and wanted to use Satan, uh, Peter. And when Jesus told him, you will forsake me, he said, no, it's not possible. He trusted himself, but he ended up forsaking Jesus. Three times before the cock crow, even before a small girl, he said, I don't know him. Distraction came. Jesus overcame, you will overcome. Yeah. I said, Jesus overcame, you will overcome. Evidences of distraction. Number one, disobedience to or deviation from divine instruction. The man that taught me in workers in training class is a backslider now. He started By beginning to preach against the things he taught me in workers in training. I remember when he was teaching us in workers in training. He would come to my front in the class and he would say, God will use you mightily. And he would say, you will be great in the hand of God. He will be saying good things. And Satan came. When he began to teach against Titan in church, I knew Satan had come. He by himself dropped workers in training manual. Said, I have contrary opinion to some things there. And as I'm talking to you, he's not coming to church. Sister Dominique was, was with us in the car when the wife was talking to me. And I told the wife, I said, God will handle his case directly. And the wife said to me, what you just said now, I had it clearly from God. That man now will post things on Facebook, we challenge men of God, we talk contrary to the things of God. Because Satan came and gave another gospel to him. And he embraced it. Distraction is beginning to prosper in your life. When you begin to disobey divine instruction. Let's look at the story in 1 Kings 13 verse 11 to 25. God sent a young prophet on an assignment. And God said to him. Don't branch anywhere to eat or drink. He finished the assignment. 
God manifested his power. And on the way, an old prophet came and told him that the same God has said to you, you shouldn't branch to eat anywhere. That God has sent me to tell you, you should come and eat in my house. God spoke to him. God gave him an instruction. A man came to distract him. And he deviated from the instruction. And that was why he didn't return home alive. Satan sends destruction, distraction to people by making them see reasons why disobedience is good. Number two evidence of distraction is wrong choices or decisions. Wrong choices or decisions. Consider Joseph Consider something. Joseph find, found himself in a position where he had to make a choice. He had to make a choice whether to sleep with the master's wife or to flee and leave his church behind. Even though the decision he made led him to the prison, he still made sure he made the right decision. But in the case of Samson, he wasn't even tempted. He himself was pointing at one a lot or the other as the right choice for him. So when you begin to see that every time you make choices, you end up regretting your choices. It's an evidence that Satan is sending distractions your way. Number three, wrong priorities or focus. Evidences of distraction. Wrong priorities or focus. In Luke 10 verse 38 to 42, Jesus was saying to Martha, your focus is wrong. You are focusing on food and drinks ministry. Instead of coming to meet the master, You are focusing on wrong priorities. Say, matter, you are combat with many things. Praise the Lord. The next one, number four, is costly errors. Costly errors. The error something made in marrying Delilah was the reason why he died in the camp of his enemy. That error cost him his life. I remember a story about 10 years ago or more. I was in another ministry. I haven't joined the redeem. I was at a zona headquarters in that ministry. And one of the ministers walked to, to the office of the zona pastor Sunday morning. And he told the zona pastor, he brought a man. That man followed him. And he told the zona pastor, he said, you see this man, sir? 
He was a madman. God used me to pray for him and he was restored. What, is doing, what, is, what he was saying was true. And he came with newspaper. Newspaper publication that publicized it. Tribune. He came out in Tribune. And he showed his owner pastor. Say, see the story. It's everywhere. Everybody knows. So now pastor said, we bless God. What else now? The man said, what I'm here actually is that God has called me. I'm going to start my own ministry. As he was saying, the spirit of God was confirming to my then zona pastor that this is a lie of the devil. Satan is at work. He pleaded with him to be patient, pray more for confirmation. That man didn't attend one more service. He left that day and went to a red signboard somewhere. Himself and that ministry didn't last for one year. As I'm talking, to, that person didn't leave for one extra year. We, do, we don't know what happened to him. We just had he died. And the church died with him. I want to ask you a question. Can God call somebody to start a vision? And that vision will die in one year. God is not wicked. A true life story. Satan distracted him. A few years ago at the area quarters, I received expressly from the Lord. God said, anyone you see, get angry and say, we will not come to church again. God said, I should be going after them. Because Satan has agenda for them. And I was doing it. I took it up as my own ministry. I was doing it. But I feared God over one family. The man got angry. He said, I, I, I was asking him to make matters worse. Who offended you? He said, nobody offended me. Just, I'm just tired of Pentecostal Christianity. I want us to go back to our Catholic. And I was following up on him. The man left. And I gave up. I didn't know what happened. We just suddenly heard that the wife died. That barrier service was the first and only barrier service of a young person we ever did at the area quarters. Even though they had left us months before the, the wife died, the man came back weeping and said, it is you people that will, that will do the burial service. My area pastor had to call Pastor Agbato, call the zona pastor, say, I've never done burial service, but I don't know how to do it. That they come my post. And at that burial service, when they gave me what to, to do, I felt like crying. I felt like crying. You know what Satan does? When Satan sees that someone is in, a, is in a place where God has built a hedge around them, he tries to pull some people out and say, just follow me. Follow me. That's what he does for some people. Follow me. And as they follow him to where there is no defense, he does, he, he does what he wants to do. 
That's why those who easily get angry and change church, be careful. Be careful. The next one is losses. Evidences of distraction. Losses. Failure in business. Accident. And sudden death is what Satan achieves when he successfully distracts a man. I'll tell you another true story. A man came to see my, my former pastor. And he said, Pastor, I have a problem. Two times I've been involved in a ghastly motor accident. And as at that time he came, he was in crushes with POP on his legs. And the man of God was asking him, those accidents, how do they happen? The man said, on those two occasions, I will be on the expressway. Suddenly, the road will appear to be divided into two. I will just see that one road goes like this, and that goes like this. And a voice will say, go left. And by the time he goes, he will find himself inside bush. The car will have crashed against a tree. He said, it happens to him twice. I pray for everyone listening to me this morning. Every voices of distraction controlling your destiny. They are silenced in the name of Jesus. This is why the Bible says in Proverbs 14 verse 12, there is a way that cement right unto a man. But the end thereof are the ways of death. All Satan has to do is to make his own way that leads to destruction. Seems to be the right way to you. Such that anyone that says don't follow that way, you fight them. You say no. How can you be telling me that rubbish? I know, I know what I'm doing. I know the way. There are men today who are leading their family in the wrong way. And when Madame challenge them, they will tell Madame, I know what I'm doing. Leave me alone. Am I not the head of this house? How many of us know that there are men like that? They are driving the vehicle of the family in the wrong direction. And they can't be challenged because they are the head. I pray for every man in this church, the Holy Spirit will rule through you in the name of Jesus. Amen. I want us to read together Luke 22, verse 31 to 32. What Jesus said to Peter. And the Lord says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan had desire to have you, that he may swift you as wheat. Verse 32. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Satan knew that Peter was the rock upon which this church will be built. And Satan decided to come to Peter. And distract Peter from his loyalty to Jesus. And that was why 
he could easily betray Jesus at the face of persecution. I don't know him. I don't know him. I don't know him. I've seen some workers, maybe not in this church, and I pray if we have such in this church, God will deliver you. I've seen workers that when outsiders are talking bad about their pastor, they will be the one to say, don't mind him. Don't mind him. Uh, we, we know him. We know him. Praise the Lord. How to overcome distraction. Number one, surrender to Jesus. A life without Jesus is not heading in the right direction. Until you belong to Jesus, Satan will keep leading you in the way that ends with regret. Number two, fix your heart. Psalm 57 verse 7 to 9. Psalm 57 verse 7 to 9. Are you there? Media. Psalm 57 verse 7 to 9. My heart is fixed. Oh God. My heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. I wake up my glory. Awake, pastry, and hap. I myself will awake early. Verse 9. I will praise thee, O Lord, among the people. I will sing unto thee among the nations. So David was saying, My heart is fixed. I will not shift my focus. I am called to be a praiser of God. I will praise him. There's nothing the devil can do. The devil will not shift me away from my location. Number three, have a vision of your purpose and run with it. And run with it. Have a vision of your purpose and run with it. One day I was speaking to the workers at the area headquarters. I said, why we have workers fighting each other in church? Is because there are workers who don't know their lane. So they are like blind athletes who start on a particular lane and they begin to cross lane in the race they are running. And on their way, they jam with another worker. And they say, what are you doing on my lane? And that one too says, it's on my lane you are. What are you doing here? And they start fighting. God is not the author of confusion. The reason why you have many people you are fighting is because you are distracted. Satan is giving you his own business to mind. The business of keeping malice, the business of counting the number of people that hate you that you must never greet again. That's what Satan is doing. He wants you to be busy recounting how bad those people are. He wants you to be noting their offenses in your diary. Why he is entering the back door to steal from you. You must have a vision of your purpose and run with it. So that anything that does not align with your vision, you will not give attention to. Number four, know your enemy as well as his devices. Know your enemy as well as his devices. 
no matter what any man in beautiful clothes does, me, I know that I don't have man as my enemy. I only have one enemy, is Satan. And whoever is available for him to recruit, he can recruit. So you must know your enemy. 2 Corinthians 2 verse 11. Second Corinthians 2 verse 11. Let Satan should get an advantage of us. For we are not ignorant of his devices. Luke 4 verse 8. Luke 4 verse 8. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me. Jesus was telling Satan, I know it is you again. It's not Peter. It is you, Satan. I am wise enough to know that you are the enemy. It is not Peter. You are only trying to possess Peter to achieve your own agenda. A lot of women who visit one place or the other, they will tell them, your mother-in-law is the one in charge. It's not your mother-in-law, it's the devil. It is possible the devil is using your mother-in-law. It's the devil. For some men, the word of God says, do not be bitter against your wife so that your prayer be not hindered. If you always bitter against your wife, if you visit a fake prophet, he will see, revelations are symbolic. He will see in the realm of the spirit that the reason why things are not working is because you are angry with your wife. But he will not be able to interpret it correct, correctly. He will not tell you that your wife is a witch. We are asked, your wife is not a witch. God is just defending his word. He said, your prayers will be hindered if you are angry with her. And you don't know. You think she's the enemy. But you are the one opening the door for the enemy because you are bitter. And vice versa. A woman will not be submissive to the husband. And she will see pastor and be saying, daddy, daddy, daddy. Which daddy? God is never happy with any woman that cannot submit at home. So if some challenges are coming, it is because you are distracted from obeying divine instruction. That's why you are opening the door. So know your enemy. Your enemy is Satan. When you disobey God, it is Satan you are obeying. And anytime you are obeying Satan, he can have his way. Run your race. The next one. Run your race with focus and discipline. 1 Corinthians 9 verse 24 to 27. First Corinthians 9, 24 to 27. I want us to read this together. Can we read together? I want to go. Have we not power to heat and to drink? Verse, verse 5. 24, sorry, 24 to 27. First Corinthians 9, 24 to 27. Can we read together? I want to go. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, 
but one received the price. So run that ye may obtain. Verse 25. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now that they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we are an incorruptible crown. Verse 26. I therefore so run, not as uncertainty, so fight her, not as one that beated the hair. Verse 27. But I keep my under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means when I preach unto to others, I myself should be a cast away. Paul was trying to say here that my focus is to head well. My focus is to run my race focusing on my lane so that by the end, after I have preached to other people, I won't be a castaway. And two more points that we round up. To overcome distraction, be desperate to obtain divine wisdom. The wisdom of, of man, professors teach in school. But the wisdom of God is superior. Proverbs 4 verse 7 makes us to understand that wisdom is the principal thing. So if you want to reign as the principal in life, you must be wiser than the devil. The devil will keep outsmarting you if in the school of wisdom you are behind. You must always depend on God for divine wisdom. And the way we know a man that depends on God for divine wisdom is, is always looking to be led by God. He's always seeking divine leading. And lastly, watch and pray. Mark 14 verse 38. Mark 14 verse 38. Can we read it together? Watch ye and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. The spirit truly is ready, but the flesh is weak. That is the battle every Christian is facing. Before we pray this morning, you are here, you are not born again. Or you can find evidences that Satan has been distracting you. You can find evidences in and around you that between you and God, something is wrong. You no longer pray. You no longer you are no longer committed to God in the place of studying the Bible, in the place of personal fellowship. You even don't attend church service regularly. These are evidences that Satan is giving you another focus. This morning you want to say to Jesus, no more distraction. I want to come back to you. I want to focus on you. The author and finisher of my faith, wherever you are, put your right hand on your chest. And say, Father, help me this morning. Put your right hand on your chest wherever you are. Father, help me. Father, help me. Have mercy on me. Forgive me my sins. In any way, Satan has distracted me. Lord, I come back to you. I shift my focus away from any satanic agenda. From any satanic vision. And I return back to you this morning. Father, have mercy on me. Father, have mercy on me. Father, have mercy on me. 
Write my name in the book of life. As from today, I follow you without looking back. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. If you have prayed that prayer with me, put your right hand on your chest as we sing this song together. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided. All of us, let's rise on our feet and sing this song. I have decided to follow Jesus. No junior brother died 2003 16th of March 2003 I don't know who this will benefit he was on the sick bed at UCH in Ibadan for 7 months at that time I was new in Christ from a Muslim family the only person who had given his life to Christ. I was in the final year and I was enjoying fellowship with brethren on campus. When he first sick, I had faith in God that God will heal him. At the ward at UCH, I will sit on the bare floor in front of, that, in front of the ward and I will be singing, singing songs of hope. I will be praying that God will do it. But God didn't do it. And I will have backslided. If not because of what happened the day he would die. That day, I saw him. That day was a Sunday morning. I had to pray for him in the night that he would not die. And in the morning, when I woke up, I was tired. As I sat on the bed, I lie down, I slept for five minutes, and I saw him waving at me. And I woke up and I rushed to the hospital. And I found him hitting very well for the first time. In many weeks. And as I approached his bed, he held my hand. 
And he told me, don't leave Jesus. He was a Muslim until a day before that day. Some people from a one redeemed church in Ibadan, they came to the hospital and preached to him and he gave his life to Christ. So he was one day in Jesus and he told me, don't leave Jesus. Because of him, because I prayed and God didn't answer, I will have vacillated. Because what that means to me is that Jesus is come. It doesn't work. That's what it means to me if I will use my head to answer. But because God wanted him to come and rest in heaven, God himself took, it, took him away. I knew the enemy didn't kill him by what he told me when he was dying. Hold on to that Jesus. Hold on to that Jesus. Hold on to that Jesus. Psalm 63 verse 8. There's a prayer I want us to pray. Psalm 63 verse 8. Psalm 63 verse 8. Can we read it together? One to go. My soul followeth hard after thee. Thy right hand upholdeth me. Lift up your voices and say, Father, uphold me by your right hand. I will follow her after you. In the name of Jesus, Father, uphold me. Uphold me, uphold me. By your right hand of power, Father, uphold me. I will follow after thee. No matter how fierce the battle is, Lord, I will follow you. Lord, I will follow you. 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 Ropo yakabarianana. Erakapa yikabarosa. Elekwapokia bayagalaba. Lepoka yabarianda bosha. Father, I will follow you. I will follow you. Manda bashara yekala ba yekeropori yakat. Ella pa yakabari apanaka yabori yakata. Eleku apari amana kuri apari yakata. Makapa yagala bari apanana rosa. Lepori abaya In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. From that story of Jesus, where, where Peter told him that be far from you, you will not go and down the cross. And Jesus said to Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. It means that Satan is following everyone that belongs to Jesus, he's looking for a way to suggest things to you. To promote his own ministry. That's what Satan is doing. That's why. When you listen to the counsel of man. You can miss your way. There are people. Whose voices. Are voices of distraction. I want to lift, lift up your voices. And say father. Every voices of distraction. Speaking to my soul. By the authority. In the name of Jesus. They are silenced this morning in the name of Jesus. They are silenced. 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 Thank 
thank you heavenly father in Jesus mighty name we are prayed I want us to pray this last prayer there was a man I used to know when we were growing up he was rich he had many cold rooms he was into fish selling fish imported fish he had many cold rooms in Ibadan. And the man was doing very well. And when Satan wanted to deal with him, Satan gave him a reason that was good enough to send his wife away. And he married his enemy. And the woman he married, the, the reason why he sent the wife away, he said, he said the wife is not educated. Even though he himself was not educated. That he needed a woman that is educated. He sent the wife away. And married that educated woman. And that educated woman diverted all his money. That woman successfully enriched herself. And empty the man. Totally. And left him. And he hung himself. Using the ceiling fan in his bedroom. He hung himself there and he died. It's somebody I know very well. Very well. Satan started by telling him. That your wife is no longer befitting of your status. He listened. Satan went forward and said, make the new wife, the new Delilah, make her the manager. Hand over everything to her. She handed over everything and the woman emptied him. And Satan finished him by telling him, no hope again. The only option you have is to kill yourself. And he listened. And he died painfully and disastrously. I want to lift up your voices and say, Father, every agenda of darkness not to make me to fulfill my destiny in the mighty name of Jesus. Be frustrated in the name of Jesus. Every agenda of darkness to truncate my destiny. Be frustrated. 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 In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. I pray for you as I pray for myself. Every arrow of satanic distraction. Against your life, against your family, against your destiny, against your career. In the mighty name of Jesus, such arrows backfire in the name of Jesus. Every craftiness of Satan assigned to shift you away from divine purpose is destroyed in the name of Jesus. Anyone here who is already a victim of manipulated vision 
I pray for you as from today every agenda of God for your life becomes clearer and clearer to you in the name of Jesus. You will only walk in the way that leads to life everlasting. Every way of destruction Satan has prepared for you, you will not follow in the name of Jesus. You will get to your promised land. I say you will get to your promised land. I say you will get to your promised land. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord.